What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Perfectly Blended Podcast, Season 5, Episode 15. Today, we're actually going to talk about something super, super relevant, and that is social media and marriage, and that's coming up right now. so much for joining us on the perfectly blended podcast this podcast is for blended families for couples that want to strengthen their marriage and want a brighter future perfectly blended exists to break the stigma of divorce drop the shame and guilt holding you back and equip marriages to thrive instead of just survive we believe all that is possible in this life is based on the power of jesus christ and his ability to restore us fully let's dive in what is up, everybody? Welcome to today's show. I am one of your hosts, Josh, and I'm here with the always Miss Gorgeous Woman of the Year, uh, Miss Christy. How are you, babe? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm so good. I'm tired. <laughs> then she lied. She's not good. Uh, so what's on your mind, woman? What's on your mind? Share with us. What's on your mind? I'm just tired. What's on your mind? Is tired? We've had um, a couple strenuous nights with stella so our frenchy dog yeah so i'm just tired i didn't get much sleep the last couple nights so thought you were gonna say months i haven't slept in months (laughs) just a couple nights and it affects me yeah it's rough i know i recently started a new type of because of recent health issues that have came up about myself that Mm. and josh has enjoyed shopping and now cooking these meals for me I have recently started being dairy-free and gluten-free. Take away all the joy in life. And now you get to eat that for all your meals. It's actually not that bad. Like, we have found cheese that's dairy-free and bread that's gluten-free. Like, it's all been great, and I've liked it all. He made me brownies last night that are gluten-free and dairy-free, and I loved them. Like, And everyone else in the family (laughs) ate them, and they were like, eh. It's Christy's oldest boy tried one in this morning. He was just like, Josh goes, or my, my boy goes, uh, Gary ate one of, those, one of those brownies last night. I'm like, what'd you think of it? And he was like, uh, something's wrong with it. And I said, oh, it's gluten-free, dairy-free. He's like, there it is. There it is. It didn't taste I, like anything. I actually loved it. Like he fed it, you know, to me, like gave it me a it's couple of. It's like a muffin. Of, yeah, yeah like a chocolate muffin. muffin. And they were warm right out of the oven. And yeah. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, we put uh, Christy's youngest boy, Green, and I doused it with whipped cream. And I'm like, eh, I guess I could eat this. If I, I ate it with nothing. Christy's Ouch. like, this is delicious. <laughs> it like, was very good. No, like, no. <laughs> I mean, if you like cardboard, it was wonderful. No. It's kind of how it tastes. Didn't have much of a flavor, though. That's the problem. There wasn't much of a flavor profile to it. I liked that. So, anything else? No. No, just all that. I don't fun, think so. Fun jazz. Not unless you're thinking there. of something that I'm supposed I just, to be no, talking about. No, I don't. Oh. I don't know. That happens. Like he could have mentioned something to me ten seconds ago, and then I'm like, I don't know. And I then know. he's like, I forget. Yeah. So this day, Christy was actually brought this up a while ago, and said that we should do a topic on this, and I think it is a really good topic because it is something that directly impacts our marriage, and so I think it's so awesome that we get to talk about something that is hard. And that is social media and marriage. And we're not good at it. And we suck at it. But we're super bad at it. That doesn't mean we shouldn't talk about it. Like if there's something that we're struggling with, that means other people out there are struggling with it too. And we don't have to have conquered it to talk about it. 
No, and I think it's, you know, today we really want to talk about the dangers of social media in marriage, you know, what it can lead to, some issues with it. And then we want to kind of wrap up at the end, you know, and just say, what can we do? Like, what are the things that we can do to kind of help, you know, curb this, make it better, make it, you know, in a way that, you know. Because it's not going. A way anywhere. to manage. So it's not you going do. away. Yeah. Right. And there is people that are like, I'm just not being part of social media. But. That's not the majority, though. That's not the majority, right? And then there is, that is one option, right? Just, I mean, our son-in-law isn't on any type of social media. Yeah. But and our he's 25. Is. Yeah. But our daughter is. And he's so. 25. Yeah. So it's unlikely that you're going to have both partners in a marriage that are going to be zero social media. Right. Yeah. You know, so. So anyway, so we really want to talk about that. So that's something we want to break down today. So the dangers, right? The dangers. So number one thing that gets in your marriage that's a problem with social media is it can increase uh, abilities of having an affair. Now, I just want to share this statistic for Christy dives in. 30% of Tinder, if you don't know what Tinder is, it's a dating site that you can you can download. 30% of Tinder users are married. Are mar that actually blew my mind when I read that. 30%, a third of people that use this platform are married. And that should say a lot about marriage and social media. It does. It does play a huge factor in it because people can message each other and all this stuff. But I have a funny like story about it. It's not really funny, oh. but it's funny to me now. But when I was on MySpace like years and years and years ago before you and I got together. MySpace. <laughs> I actually like MySpace because you could change your whole homepage to have it be like. And you got a theme you. song. Yeah. And if people got on your page, like I loved it. Yeah. I don't know well, how Facebook overtook It's because you're it was, over 40. That's why you love it. <laughs> it was so much fun. You boomer. Right. But anyway, I remember when. <laughs> I went to get a Facebook. My now ex-husband was like, you can't have a Facebook. If you get a Facebook, we're going to get a divorce because everybody gets divorced because it's like from the devil. And I don't know. I got it. And it was probably like less than a year and we got a divorce, which is a coincidence. <laughs> he was right. It was a coincidence. Of the devil. But I think it was a funny story because he was like, Worried about one it. of those people that. <laughs> How did you connect with me when you were getting a divorce? <laughs> it was on Facebook. It's not, it's not funny, but it's just the dangers. It's just odd. Like him and my yeah, my ex and I were getting a divorce. Yeah, I reached out to you. You did. <gasps> he wasn't wrong. Oh my gosh, that's not the reason. That was the problem with your whole relationship. No. no, the thing is, is it 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 promotes connection with other people. And to be honest with you, it could be unhealthy. We we have to be very careful. But we can just look at workplaces about how uncomfortable and unhealthy relationships can become there mm -hmm. if you're not very careful with that. Now, take away all the the people that can watch you doing this in public, and take all that and put add massive amounts of secrecy around it. Now you have all of this stuff that that is just a petri dish for creating an affair. Petri dish, I like that analogy. Yeah, and you can just cook it right in there, and it's mm. so it's really, really, really unhealthy, and it's very, very dangerous. So social media, if it's not managed appropriately between husband and wife, and I think people get real kind of edgy with this stuff, like, oh, this is mine. Like, you need to trust me and. Listen, like you, you, your goal should to create trust in your relationship, not test the trust Ooh, of your partner. Mm, and, that's and I, a quote. And I think that, you know, we, we have to really stop trying to point fingers and saying it's on our partner that they need to be more secure in who they are and say, wait a minute, 
I want my wife to never have to doubt my ability in social media. I don't ever want her to think twice about the things that I'm doing on social media. I want her to be in the know at all times and be comfortable with that. That should be our goal in marriage. And, I love you. And otherwise, we're, we're putting ourselves in a position to have an affair. We really are because yeah. affairs don't happen overnight. No. They don't. They happen a little bit at a time. And social media is, I mean, and they show all these little memes and stuff. And it's a funny thing where a guy is, you know, swiping through and looking at all these chicks profiles and stuff. And then his girlfriend or wife can see in a reflection of the mirror uh, what he's doing, like she's catching him. Again, that's not funny. Like there's nothing funny about that. Mm-mm. You know, it's like almost like it's becoming socially acceptable of that's just how social media is used. And so I think it's a very dangerous thing. Uh, and a very slippery slope. It is. It's it is. a slippery, slippery slope. Do you anything it's else like, to add to that? It's like drinking alcohol, though, honestly. Like, our preacher, our pastor, just preached on this this past Sunday. And he was vulnerable about it and was like, you know, alcohol was a really hard thing for me. Was it this Sunday or the previous Sunday? Anyway, recent Sunday. He I said... Sunday. The Sunday uh, before. He said, alcohol was a really hard thing for me as a preacher pastor to accept because i you know really was focusing on like if you drink alcohol it's a sin and he's like and we have to get past our own biases and say it's about what the bible says and the bible does not say drinking a glass of wine with dinner is a sin right it's drunkard drunkenness that's a sin and but we do, it's a slippery slope and we have to be careful on why we would even partake in things like that. And it's the same thing with anything with us. Too much of anything is a bad thing. And when we are using social media to do anything that we feel like we have to hide from our spouse or our spouse wouldn't approve of that we are doing, if we're looking at things that we know our spouse wouldn't approve of, if you know that that temptation is there for you, Like Josh and I, we're not going to go out now. He's been sober for 13 years and I've been sober for 11 years. We're not going to be like, we should be able to start having a glass of wine now with dinner. Right. Like we should be able to. No, we shouldn't because we're alcoholics. So it's if that's something that you know you're tempted with or if you're a male too, that that is what... That's how you're created. There's That's nothing wrong how with you're that. Tempted. That's how you're created yeah. to be tempted. Mm-hmm. If you know that, you have to put fail safes and things like that. You have to be aware of it and not be ashamed of it. Like, yes, that's True. how I'm going to get tempted. I don't need to even partake or even dip my little toe in. Yeah. And the bottom line is a lot of times people want to. They want to push the envelope on it a little bit because it makes them feel good. It strokes their ego or gives them a little, you know, shot of endorphins in their brain. And then the next thing you know, they're having a full-blown affair. And that is how it starts. And then they're crying because their partner, their wife finds out, their husband finds out, and they're losing everything. And they're like, how did I let it get this far? I can tell you where it starts. And what do we say about sin? You have to rip it up at the root. So why are you planting the seed mm. and, and letting the roots start to fester? Like you don't do that. Thinking we can manage it though. Yes. And can control it. Yes. Is part of our problem. And that's where pride is the root of all of this. Like social media really plays and prances all over our pride of what yes. we're capable of doing because we're able to do things in such secrecy that we think that we can manage it and control it. And then we find ourselves because of sin nature, trying to make excuses of why the things that we're doing is not this. It's okay. Cause I haven't went this far. And like Christy's saying, it's just a matter of time though. 
But it's that's not how just, the devil gets the foothold. Yeah, and it's not just that. It's what if you and your spouse, you're on social media and you start looking at all these Facebook friends that you have and they're posting all these great vacations they're going on and all these great remodels of their homes that they're doing and all of this stuff. And you guys are putting yourself in finance. You're not tithing. You're not giving back to God like you should. That's biblical. And you're you're putting yourself in financial bankruptcy because you're trying to keep up. That's sin too. Yeah. Because the things that you see on social media aren't 100% truth. Yes, that is a moment in those people's yeah. lives. But if you talk to a lot of people, a happy family photo that you see on social media is usually preluded with tons of fighting, like just smile for the picture, <laughs> act like you're happy, get together, you move over here. And then you see the, you yeah. know, it's a one second moment, yeah. but you don't know about what happened before and after that. Yeah. It's like putting on your church face, you know? Yes. It's so many things. It's affairs. Yes. It could cause yeah. financial strain on your marriage being on social media from both parties because you guys want to keep up with others. Yeah, no, for sure. Number two is reduces intimacy. And I thought this was pretty awesome. 11% of people who don't use social media report they have a happier marriage than those that do. I believe that. And that that does not surprise me either. 11% mm -hmm. actually seems a little low. But why though? It's because what God ultimately wants is like what he wants with us is a closer intimate relationship. And if I have my phone in front of my face and I'm scrolling all the time, you know, TikTok has become a real problem in our house. Uh -huh. You know, like just before we even got on here, I'm sitting in the office, Christy's sitting in the living room. And what's, what are we doing? I'm on, I was on YouTube watching something that I was, was not important enough to sit and watch. And Christy's out scrolling on TikTok. Like that's what we were doing. Yeah. Well, before we came on here to talk about the dangers of social media. Like, that's the reality of it's it. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's just like... It's it's almost ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's like, ridiculous. And we talk about it. We talk about it. And we talk about it. But yet we don't do anything about it. And then we get to the point, let's just be honest. Like, I, I get to the point where I'm just like... We talk about it all the time. We don't do anything about it. So whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's the attitude that you get. You it's know, true. about it. Yeah, why bother? Yeah. Why bother? Why bother? And that's not the case, though. We have to be intentional with our time with our spouses. You know, like Christy goes to work and I have all these other things that I do that we're not connected throughout the day. We're not. Do we talk to each other once in a while? Yeah. Text messages? Yes. But it's more like, is this on the calendar? Did you make sure this got done today? I need you to run to the bank. Like, these are the things, right? Yeah. That's not intimacy, right? That's honeydew, check, check, right? But then when she comes home from work, I mean, I'm still in the kitchen getting dinner ready. Like there's no intimacy in that either. You know, she's coming home and puking her day on me, which is fine. And I want her to do that. But for us to be able to sit down and talk to each other, like really talk. And to be honest with you, something that is going through my head right now, something that makes a huge difference where it's like almost impossible for us to be on social media. What is it that we do? Going for a walk. Go for walks. Like I didn't even have, I barely even got it out of my mouth and sure didn't know what I was going to say. Because when you're walking, you're not going to put your phone in front of your face and be scrolling through TikTok or Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is that you yeah. use or ESPN, whatever you got going on, yeah. checking scores every 15 seconds, you know? And I have a problem with that too at certain he times does. of the year. And I do. And it's true, right? And I will like sneak a peek and like, I want to know. And why though? Like we have to really like care about the time that we have with our spouses. Are we saying that there's no time for any of that stuff? No, we're not. 
but it just takes a little bit and all of a sudden it turns into You're a hooked. lot. Yeah, it turns into a lot. And with TikTok, like I could get on there just to clear a notification or quickly post something about like our podcast or something like that. And the thing with TikTok that's brilliant is as soon as you open it up, there's a video. It's not like you're at your home screen and it's not or muted. anything. No. And it's not and, muted. And it's like, as soon as you open it up, it's like video. And then you're like, oh, and then you're like, I'll just go a couple times. And then the next thing you know, 15, 20 minutes has passed. And you're like, oh my gosh. You know what's brilliant? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm sorry. But I have to say this. It's actually not you're saying that my mind is going 100 yeah, miles Yeah. TikTok is, it was brilliant. No, it's brilliant because there's not like with Facebook, all the videos are automatically muted and you have to unmute those. Yeah. But TikTok is an app that automatically set the precedence in the beginning. If you use our app, the volume is going to be on. So people already know and they don't get irritated by but it. But my phone's already turned down. So my Do you understand what I'm saying yeah. though? Like yeah. it's that's kind of brilliant. So it plays into our weaknesses, right? We they know what's gonna draw us in. And they know that it's just gonna, like Christy said, fire our endorphins like mad time, like watching these and I was like, ooh. 30 second videos, you know, to what? You know, and don't get me wrong, we love the little bit of entertainment. That's what we desire. But what we need more in our life is a closer relationship with our spouse. Like we yeah. really do. And we're not saying that you can't have some of that, but we're not pri prioritizing it correctly because we're not. And you can make all the excuses in the world. Like our TikTok now, who we're following and stuff, our feed is like Christian yeah. and inspirational and funny and all of those yeah, things. It's not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's like going to the gym four hours a day. It's that's not bad. Devil. That's the devil. Yeah. It's telling us it's okay because it's not bad. Right. Number three, the dangers of social media. It, inc it encourages secrecy. Mm -hmm. Something I wrote in here as a note is that sex sells and it's all over social media. And that's the truth. Like mm -hmm. they know, they know whether it's, it, it doesn't have to be nudity. It could be the way someone's looking. It could be the way someone's dressing. It could be the way someone's saying something. It's fully intentional for both sexes for them to lead mm -hmm. and connect and bridge all these things together to just reel you in on it. And automatically what it does is it starts attacking to you in a specific way that causes this secrecy to really get like, oh, this isn't bad, this isn't bad. And we talked a little bit about that before, but that's what that does. It, enc it encourages secrecy. Yeah, because you start telling yourself, like, I can just look at this for a second. It's not going to hurt anything. And what I've noticed is, yes, it is for both sexes, but God really didn't design women to be the visual people. We're more the emotional people. And a, the majority, 90% of the videos or pictures or things that go by are women, not nude, but a wet t-shirt or a video, a workout video of the backside of her doing a stair stepper, but it's completely zoomed in on her butt, yeah. you know, and just things like that. And it's completely unnecessary um, and degrading really to women. It's yes. subjectifying them and it's our society is not going to get away from it. I'm mm -mm. not trying to say like, oh, it needs to stop because it's never going to stop. That's been for years and years and years. I mean people got super upset back in the day about Elvis, about twisting mm. his hips around, yep. you know, and so true. it's, it's just out there. It's what's going to happen. So we have to be ones that are above report of reproach and have yep. good character and know that, Hey, we have to avert our eyes and we have to like, Josh didn't, we share a TikTok account and Josh didn't even download it on his phone or, and I had it for a few months before he even did that. So 
I could, you know, hit not interested, not interested, right. not interested, like repeatedly on a lot of the videos that came up and follow this, follow Set this. Set the follow algorithms this. away yeah. from those things. Yeah, algorithms. Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually downloaded TikTok the same time Christy did. And when I got on it, I'm like, no, like, no. I mean, I scrolled up a couple videos and it was just one after the other. And I'm like, no, yeah. not good. And I told her, I'm like, I have no interest in getting on TikTok. I want to be on it because of all the rave about it. But I can't be on that. Like, yeah. that is not good for me. Yeah. It's not good for me. Yeah. And so Christy got on it, and I never even anticipated getting on it. And then she's like, it's good now. And I'm like, oh, is it safe enough for me? And I asked her, is it safe enough? Is our feet safe? She says, yes, it is now. So I'm like, cool. That just still doesn't mean that I wanted him on it. I mean, he had his iFunny. I had TikTok, and we could share, like, But I've deleted iFunny because iFunny, this was two years ago. I didn't even know you didn't know this. iFunny I deleted two years ago because iFunny started getting to where every once in a um, while something would pop up. Yeah. And I'm just like, no. And I, I love iFunny. Yeah, I never had iFunny. And I loved iFunny. Like, iFunny was funny. But iFunny went away from being funny. Yeah. You know, they started dribbling all these things in, you know, that were unhealthy. Yeah. And after a while, you're like, I, I just, this is unnecessary and I don't want to have this to be a problem. So I'm getting rid of it. And, yeah. And the problem, though, is you start telling yourself, like, I can control this. I can just zip by it. And you start selling yourselves on these things. And that's where the secrecy really starts to climb in and start to, like, paint your heart black in certain areas. Yeah. And you don't want that. You have to be honest with yourself and say, can I handle this or can I not handle this? We have plenty of guy friends that don't even have any social media because they've been honest with themselves. Yeah. You know, we have we go to Celebrate Recovery. We have guys that come there that struggle with sexual addiction. All the time, there's like, I had to get rid of social media. Okay, that was a problem for them. Yeah. And we have to be willing to be honest with that because that secrecy, nobody would ever know if you didn't open your mouth. Mm -hmm. Ever. It's a dangerous thing. So we wanted to talk about the dangers to then go ahead and talk about uh, the things that we can do about it. What can you do about the dangers of it, about social media in general? The first thing we have is the greatest thing you can do, and that's just abstain. Yeah, abstain, take a break, or cancel the accounts, but... A lot of what Josh and I were talking about, it, abstaining, unless you completely delete them off your phone. Now, I've heard of people uh, fasting from social media. Like my sister was one of those people. She deleted it off of her phone. She did. For so many months until she came back on. And basically, for the majority, strictly uses it for her business. Uh, she sells Color Street. Her name's Melissa Castro. Look her up. <laughs> uh, but Something. she lives in Texas. <laughs> Uh, but abstaining from it or taking a break or canceling or talking to your spouse about like, Hey, we're going to fast from it. Let's do a one week fast or three day fast or whatever you want to do is a brilliant idea to do it because Josh and I, when we went in our cruise to Puerto Rico, yeah, our phones didn't work, you know, cause you could pay for the internet on the cruise ship. That doesn't really work. It was horrific. It doesn't really work. It was bad. Yeah. So we didn't have our phones for a week while we were on the cruise. I mean, we did, but not, we didn't, weren't on them because to us, they were useless. I mean, they, we don't use them to make phone calls. We use them to check social media Yeah, and we couldn't. Yeah. So it's like, we weren't on them a lot and we really spent so much time together the entire trip. We were talking so much. It was a breath of fresh air and we even talked about it. It's kind of like a diet. Like you start a new diet and you're eating all this healthy food and you're like, man, why don't I eat like this all the time? I feel so much better. And yeah. we talk about this every time. Like, I don't know why I ever eat so crappy. And then slowly over time you end up and you don't, 
really notice. Like you end up eating crappy again and feeling crappy again until you start again. And Josh and I talked about it and we were like, man, we feel so good. This has been so refreshing. You know, we really don't need to be checking it 75,000 times a day, you know, and then we come home. And at first it wasn't because we had kind of gotten out of the habit for those seven days of checking. It It was one or two times here and there. But then over time, it's just draws you back in. Yeah. Draws you back in because it's available. It's readily available and it's there. And everything's attached to it. And I do really do feel I wish you would have looked up this statistic. I'm just not thinking about it. But I really do feel like it's messing with society's brains like as far as like ADHD and like addiction and forgetfulness. Yeah. And things like that happen because I will find myself. It's actually scary. I'll find myself. Him and I are watching a show or watching a movie and we're actually watching it. And I'll be sitting there watching the movie and I'm just like, pick up my phone, look at it. You, you do No that. notifications, set it back down. You do that when we're having conversations with people. Yeah. She'll pick it up and just start getting on her phone. I'm like, I look it up. She's take on it. her phone. And it's and this like, person's talking to her. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, and I, it's like mindless. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't even realize that I'm doing it. It's an addiction, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to to break that. It is so bad, and so I've actually thought about maybe you can just turn the notifications off. Mm-hmm. So then when you you're they're not coming through constantly trying to get your attention, and I'll just check them then when I remember. Yep. You know, rather than because you get notifications on your social media, especially if you have LinkedIn, Twitter. Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Facebook, TikTok. TikTok. I mean, everything. Well, I mean, what else is there? I don't know. There's YouTube. YouTube. I mean, there's lots. It's constant. Yeah. It's constant. So Snapchat. you're constantly, yes. I don't have Snap. Well, I do, but I don't. Yeah, I don't. Even, I don't. I don't even have it. Yeah, it's, it's not anything I even use. Yeah, but but I think the thing is when it comes to abstaining is you have to understand your limits and be respectful of your limits. Now. I think you should be able to have healthy conversations with your partner, with your spouse and saying, hey, if your spouse, if your spouse, if your spouse is telling you like, this is a problem, it's not time to get defensive. It's time to have a conversation about it. Because first off, we don't want to give that up. Maybe we don't see it as a problem. Maybe we see it as something we enjoy doing. No, I earned the right to do this. I work all day. Yeah. And so I want to be able to come home and I want to be on my phone. And yep. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, guess what? We also... Yes, but we also have a spouse that we have to care for yep. and we need to connect with. So know your limits and abstaining, like Chris is saying, maybe taking a break or setting limits. You know, there's a there's a thing on iPhone that you can go and you can limit stuff on your, you can say 30 minutes of, of time for this and you can put in a passcode and your spouse and you could have passcodes to each other's, mm. you know, and say, hey, we get... And two hours of social media per day. And, you know, your phone will turns it right off, you know, and you can set it for each individual social media platform. You know, these are concepts that you really can embrace if it's really becoming a massive problem in your relationship, but you have to be open to do it. And that is, if you want your relationship really to go to the next level or even stay together, a lot of this stuff is necessary. Social media is, li- they, I read a statistic and I don't remember it verbatim, but it said that since social media has been on the rise in the last, seven, eight, nine, ten years, divorce rates, they have proven it, have increased by like 6% overall, which is a huge jump yeah. in overall. So, I mean, abstaining or taking a break could be a massive thing to do in your relationship. Mm-hmm. The second thing that you can do to help with this is have a joint account. Yeah, that's something that Josh and I did five years ago. 
Yep. We've been together for 11 years. We did it five, five and a half years ago. And for Facebook and TikTok. And it it couldn't be better, actually. it's No, I love it. <laughs> I do too. It, it simplifies everything. It does. It simplifies everything. Now, at first, it was kind of weird. It was hard. You know, we had to just, yeah, we had to decide whose account we were going to go to. And we did pick mine. And the only reason we picked mine is because if any of you out there know me, I have tens of thousands, no joke, pictures on my account now. And then I still had thousands. You probably have 50K on there now. Yeah, I had probably close to 20 five years ago then. And so, and he really didn't. He was a guy. I mean, he had yeah. like 20 pictures. Yeah, I had like you 20 know. pictures. So it was like he we let's write down what friends you know we need you need to friend request once you get to my page announce it on your page and all of those things that's the only reason we chose mine over that is because i had so many more pictures but since we've done that now like i said it's been five years it and that's our primary this this is our primary uh social media network that we use it has been amazing and no one can write him you know because he's in leadership and especially in recovery programs you know some women that come in they see a man in leadership and they're just like you know they want to latch on to him mm -hmm. and that was one of the main reasons that caused us to do this is because he started getting uh not good not not good but inappropriate inappropriate you know private messages to him and it was like he was saying i just don't want you to have to question like yeah, want we, you to be part of yeah, those. Like we, see it. Yeah, I want you to see it. I want you, like, all of those things. So it's really, really cool that we did that. But it is an option. And if you are finding yourself right now being like, oh, my gosh, I could never. Why? Like, you need to ask yourself why that mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I mean, you share your life together. So why would you not want it? I'm not saying you should or you need right. to or anything else. But just the thought and you going, no. Oh, why? I'm just curious. I really look at this thing. Okay. So I really look at adding yourself as a joint account when you do that with your spouse. I know people make fun of it. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like, oh, you guys bought the same shirt. You're wearing it in public. Okay. First off, I'm married. I don't care what anybody else thinks. <laughs> number one. Number two, I believe that when people do this, they really are taking their marriage to the next level. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to do because you still feel like you have to appease your buddies uh, most girls don't care. Most women just don't care about that. But guys, it's like, you have to kind of, Ooh, you're one of those. Oh, you guys have shared account. Right. And you, you right, right. Yeah. Right. Or around their neck. And so, you know, the thing is with that though, you have to get to a point to where your spouse matters more than your friends matter or, you know, them finding out about these things. I personally could care. Listen to me, folks. My wife just ordered us a backpack. Okay, it's got little French bulldog pictures all over it for me to wear when we take our dog for a walk. Do you think I care? No, I'm gonna wear that sucker with pride. I don't care. I I have nobody in this world to impress but her. And that's the truth. Like, I could care less. And we have to get that way where our marriage matters that much. Like, it needs to matter that much. So the joint account can add so much value because you are concreting your trust and intimacy level like no other. Mm -hmm. like where else she's going to know like everything or he's going to know everything, mm -hmm. everything. Someone messaged you high. Like there is, you get spammed every once in a while, something. And if I had my own account and not with her and she saw that she would not think it's spam. She was, she would be thinking, what have you been looking at? Yeah. Who have you been talking to, you yeah. know, 
I don't have to wonder about that stuff. No. I don't have to worry about it. Even when it comes across, I don't have to get this like feeling of like fear across me. Like I have to now go prove to her. Yeah. I don't do that. No, because he knows that if, if uh, it's amazing. If, if we get a message from a male, he looks at it first. Yes. If we get a message from a female, I look at it first. Yes. Unless it's someone like a pastor of our church and they start the message Christy because you can see it yeah. and it's like we've we've learned over the years yeah. how to manage these things because yeah. friends of Christy's will message her private stuff I don't read that stuff no I see the name come across it's a woman I don't read it nope I don't read it I probably know the person but I'm like okay I just don't read that one and neither one of us are nosy people like that I think it, it's helpful that we are so involved with Celebrate Recovery we respect Privacy, confidentiality, yes, anonymity, all of those things. So we really don't. And I know some people are like, there's no way. There is. There is. You have like, to want it. Yeah. You, you if, really do. Yeah. If a message comes through from a guy and even if I know who it's for him, I don't go back through and read the messages or anything. First off, I don't have time <laughs> to do that. And I, if it's something that I need to know, he'll tell me or he'll tell me to go read it. Like... We have trust. We're moving and grooving for God and we're moving forward. It's we don't have time and it would actually start to create wedges in your relationship if you start questioning things that you actually have full access to. That's control. Yeah, it's that becomes control. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've even had people to wear for Christie's work that's messaged her on Facebook before messenger. And I don't even have to ask her about it. I can just go in there and read it if it's a guy. Yeah. Like I will just go in there and be like, Oh, this is just a work thing. Yeah. And so she knows that I can do that. Yep. And so then there does, there is no inappropriate. And, and another beautiful thing is someone sees you have a shared account. They're a lot less likely to try be inappropriate with you because they know your spouse is part of that mm -hmm. because it's very obvious on your joint account. It says both your names at the top. I mean, some people are idiots and Facebook. just see Josh first and women are just dumb. Yeah, but but what they what Facebook tries to be smart and not allow people to have joint accounts because they don't want you to because they want everyone to have an individual account. Which is yeah. for marketing reasons. That's why they do that. Yeah. Uh, but you can still do it and we do it and you can do it and you can do it on everything. We do it on TikTok as well. Yeah. We have a joint account. So that's the second point of what you can do about this. And the third thing is, is have a time limit each day. And we talked a little bit about that before. You have to use this appropriately. Like you have, we all need limits on everything because even the greatest of good things, if you overdo them, is bad for you. Have a time limit or not necessarily time limit. Like you talked about having a limit on your phone, but you could, and cause I did want to say, I do think sometimes like I've been at work all day. And a lot of times at my job, I don't really have time to check social media and stuff. My phone's going off all the time. I'm doing so many things. Every once in a while I do, but it's not frequent. It's not like a daily occurrence. So sometimes when I come home, it's like, okay, by the time I get home, it's 536 o'clock. I basically have three, three and a half hours to be able to eat, spend time with my family, take a shower, do laundry, see my dog. I'd like to have a little bit of that time to be on social media, you know, mm -hmm. or to be on my phone playing a game or something. And I justify it in my head. Now we could easily, which we've never done before up until this exact moment, uh, we could easily say, okay, Christy's time to be on her phone aimlessly scrolling is going to be once we get into bed and he turns on the boob tube anyway, and we're just laying there. And it's like, okay, we don't usually get in our bed, like get in our bedroom until like 
eight thirty, nine o'clock at the earliest. At the earliest, yeah. And the I earliest. should be going to sleep by ten. You know, so it's like once we get into bed, that can be Christy's time to be like, we're done with our serious conversations usually by that point and anything hustle and bustle of our house. So that should be my time to be able to just do what I want on my phone, play a game, scroll social media, whatever it is that we need to do. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we all have to have rules within our household. We do. And if we're not being intentional with our time, then the, the it'll run us. It just runs away and we get justified in all the things that we do. And social media can, is, I shouldn't say it can, it is making wedges in relationships. Yeah. I mean, it, it can cause problems in our relationship. You know, I get frustrated sometimes when she is home and sometimes she's on it a lot. And I'm just like, ah. but at the same time, I'm sure she feels the same about me. Mm -hmm. You know, every time she looks over at me, I'm probably on it, mm -hmm. even though I don't think that I am. But I, that's just untrue. It's just not how it is. Right. So we get blinded even to our own use of it. You know, we get so, so then we don't say anything to each other. And then we're just on right. our phones. Right. I don't want to say anything to them because they're going to say something to me and then I don't want that, you know, you know, and then we have these things attached to our wrists that are really hard. And we've, I've really gotten a lot better. I know we've talked about this on previous episodes that when I get in bed now, I do take it off. I've gotten in the habit of that. And I love that. You know, I actually like that I do that. Christy does that very well. I've never done that. I've always liked having it on. And so probably over the last six, eight months, I've started taking it off when I go to bed. And I just lay it on the table next to the bed until I'm ready to go to bed. And then I put on the charger. But uh, That's because mine's usually on the charger. Hers is on my charger. She has a charger. She just likes my charger. I know. I like it on his side. So then I can just be like, babe, can you hand me my watch? Uh, yeah. But my point is, is we have to just be more intentional about other parts of social media too, other than just our watches. So I really found, That's a good ho point. hope we found, you found some encouragement out of this episode. Understand the dangers of social media and understand the best way to manage it for your relationship. Remember that your marriage is the most important earthly relationship that God has given us. And we have to take responsibility for that. We really do. Social media can become a major problem and it is a major problem. But you have to ask yourself, am I continuing to add to the problem or am I trying to find solutions to make this better for my relationship? Well, and this is something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. I mean, I mean I'm going to be completely transparent right now. We usually have an audience watching our podcast right now and there is no one on right now no watching. live no live no one live watching this right now and the reason why that is is because no one really wants to be held accountable for social media we can hold accountable for drugs we can hold accountable for alcohol we can hold accountable for adultery yeah. we can hold accountable for so many things it's like christians and gossip okay in the church like yeah we can tarnish everyone else's reputation but when it comes to gaps gossip i don't gossip it's a lie yeah. right so it, no one wants to be held accountable when it comes to this. And it's it's really sad, actually, because it, it can cause so many problems. And blended families, especially, if you become part of blended family groups on Facebook and become blended family groups of Instagram and all this stuff, there's just constantly people on those groups. And we have a our perfectly blended page, but we also have a Christian Couples for Blended Families page, right? Group. Group, sorry. Yep. And there are people in those groups, not in our group, but in those groups all day long, basically just complain, 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 complain. And then if someone says something, usually those people are judging that person that posted. <laughs> like, how dare you post this, blah, blah, blah. It's very, very toxic. 
toxic. It's toxic and negative. And so then we get use this social media platform to post negative commentary or negative news articles or negative opinions about something just so that we can feel good. People are going to like our comments. Some people are addicted to drama, so they like people disagreeing with them so they can argue. And it's like you need to put yourself in check. You need to put yourself in check. We need to put ourselves in check. And we're in check more so than most. I would say as far as like sex and like watching things we shouldn't be on social media and negativity and toxicity on social media. We're just on our phones way too much and we need to put that in check. But it just goes to show how much people don't, we don't want to be held accountable for something that we really don't think is that big a deal. And it is. It is. The the statistics are there. This is a problem. This is... Not a Michigan problem or a Florida problem or a Texas problem. This is a worldwide issue and it is causing divorces. It honestly is. And as believers in Jesus, we need to do everything in our power to keep the the love and the intimacy strong in our marriage, to, to keep our marriage sacred and allow God to work in that. And we have to stop being part of the problem and start being part of the solution. And so, like Christy said, we have to check ourselves. Check yourself. Mm-hmm. Call yourself out. Allow your partner to call you out. Don't get mad about it, but say, okay, let's do this together. Let's create a plan and let's move forward. Let's do something about this. Don't allow social media social media to come in the middle of your marriage. Don't do that. Well, and don't try to justify it. Like, I'm going to use an example. You know, I was at work the other day with a bunch of work people and we were talking about, like, do you put, it's little character things. Like, it's your character. Do you put your grocery cart away when you're, out in the parking lot, you know, yeah. do you put it back in the little corral or you just leave it in the middle of the parking lot? And I didn't used to until I heard a podcast one time of a preacher that set, talked about it. You know, successful people don't leave their grocery carts like they want to do what's good. They want to have good character. They want to grow. And so I brought that up because I started doing it no matter what, like in the rain, it didn't matter in the snow, sleet, whatever. I put it back. And it's little wins. And it's a psychological battle within your own mind, whether you want to believe it or not. It's true. And one of the girls was like, oh, man, I had someone tell me the other day that it's job security for them. You know, and I was like, that is not true because someone still has to go out to the corrals and collect the carts. It's not like all of the carts are like cattle that get in there and they're like, okay, we're all here, guys. Let's run back to the store together. It's like, that doesn't happen. People still need to go out and get the carts out of the corrals. So that's an excuse. And that's what we do though. It's what we do. Oh, it's job security for that person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. They don't hire people just for cart detail. No, I know. I mean, have you ever been to a grocery store? Like the carts are almost always in the parking lot. Like, come on. Yeah. So it's like, don't make excuses about your social media. Don't justify it. Like it is a real problem. You and your spouse could sit down and have a real conversation. Like, Hey, do you feel like I'm on my phone too much? Do you feel like they're on their phone too much? Do we need to start at least starting setting a little bit of boundaries before it starts to become a problem? Like let's just have it be open dialogue and open communication because the more Mm. you bring things to light and have awareness around it and have good, healthy communication about it, the more likely it won't become a problem. Yeah, you know, we really want to thank anybody that was able to watch this, even on replay, you know, and do us a favor, share this, tag somebody in it. You know, there is somebody out there that that needs to hear this message of understanding the dangers of social media. Tag and your spouse. Then under, 
And then if you don't share an account, you should. <laughs> but also understanding that there are solutions out there. There is ways to manage this. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing, but maybe all or nothing is for you, you yeah. know? So understand that. But we really want to thank you for being here. Next Tuesday, we actually have a really awesome uh, couple that's going to be on for our, as an interview on our podcast at that day. And it's going to be about finances, which we've never done before. So that's going to be pretty exciting. It is. All right. So we want to thank you so much for being here. Please hit the share button and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.